Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman time. Y'all must have forgot why we the best. People say the punches weren't really necessary. What do you mean why were they not necessary? Because he was already knocked out at that point. But the referee hadn't pulled me off. And my job is to hit somebody till the referee pulls me off. So to those people, I would say maybe don't watch him and they go back to soccer. You know, I made history here tonight. I set another record. It's my name in history one more time. WFAN and Odyssey.com. You guys caught me under under a bad bad time, but you know what I'm saying? The rock's cool. I like ballers. I like ballers. You know what I'm saying? But he picked the wrong side. He picked another side so he could get it too. He could get his ass whipped too. Straight up. With all due respect, he could get it too. I definitely want to defend my 145 about. And let's see, I'm gonna talk to Dana. Dana, tomorrow I'm gonna call you. We're gonna have a talk. I love you, boy. Here's your Fight Fan host, Pete Hoffman. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter, at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman everywhere else. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. Thank you again for tuning in on another episode of the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. That's me. Appreciate it. Uh, this week, no guests. No guests. Just me. Recapping a little bit of the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder aftermath. Now, it's a little bit old, but didn't really speak about it. And then just previewing a little few fights that are coming up this weekend. Uh, just quickly on the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Let's be serious. It was a nice trilogy, something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Quite some time where all three fights had something to talk about. Listen, you all know, we all saw the... Classic, the draw, the knockdowns at the end of the the rounds where Tyson Fury went down but stood back up and Deontay was really looking like he stole the fight but they ended up giving a draw at the end of it. Second fight, um, you know, the excuses from Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury just basically put a beating on him. And this time around, something semi-similar. And I know that the... Wilder walked in, didn't have the heavy suit on, didn't have as many excuses, had a cool mask on, fine, whatever, uh, but didn't have the excuses as far as the, the you know, his legs were too wobbly, uh, the equipment was too big, and he made a mistake. No, this was all, this is all proved, proves the fact of how good Tyson Fury is. That third round really put a, put a hurt and really put a stamp on his domination in this heavyweight division. Now the fourth round clearly went to, Tyson, uh, to Deontay Wilder. You saw the two knockdowns. First of all, the first knockdown was a, more of like a slip than anything else. 
There was a punch that that was connected flush from Wilder and Fury, uh, and, it, and it landed. Now, that didn't put him down, though. There was some other action a little bit afterwards, and then it seemed like it took a step, and he slipped. They called it a knockdown. That's fine. They gave a count. Fine. He got back up. The other knockdown that round was in the back of the head. Like, it was clear as day. Uh, Dyson Fury was looking down, and Wilder came down with a shot in the back of the head. Again, it's in the heat of the moment. It's, this happens all the time. Like, if you look at the, the fight prior, which, by the way, we'll get into that in another second, but the, the prior fight. But the fight prior, uh, I believe it was Sanchez was the, the name of the, the winner of that bout. But his opponent kind of went down on a knee and was almost came back up, but was kind of in the midst of it. But he was still on the knee. Technically, that's a knee. And Sanchez finished his combo and clocked him. Clocked him, which should have stopped the clock. Should have stopped the, the, the fight for a second. Should have given him five minutes, but they didn't. They went on with it. That's stupid. But the point is, is that things happen in the heat of the moment. He was just finishing his combo, and he he basically suckered him without meaning to. Just finished combo. That being said, though, that's my point, is that it happens. It's the heat of the moment. Wilder found an opening, took it. And and Fury went down. Now, but then the rest of the fight after that was was basically all Fury, just finding his his holes, picking apart Wilder. Still was able to, like I said, bob and weave. Was it for a big guy who strategically went in there heavier and not to 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 knock out his opponent, not to sit there and just be like, I'm going to exchange and throw strikes and just knock you out cold. It was more to put weight onto Wilder. When they leaned together. That happened quite often. And Wilder kept on going into it. Wilder kept on ducking his head and going into the headlock. Which you can't do in, in boxing. It's not UFC. It's not MMA. You can't put him in a headlock. So you're automatically going to... The ref's going to go in there and say stop. But the fact is that that Wilder kept doing it. And Wilder uh, Fury took advantage of it. And kept on putting him in the headlock. And putting uh, wrapping his arm around him. And it was... A good game plan by Tyson Fury. And he continued to put his weight on him, which a lesson learned from the second fight. Deontay Wilder has an excuse. He said that his body could not handle that type of extra weight on him. And it's going to burn out his legs. So let me just be heavier and let me just lay on this guy. Let me just put myself and hug this guy and put my body on Deontay Wilder because, yeah, he hits hard, but he can't stay hitting hard the whole entire fight. It's just not going to happen. And if I press myself and hold myself on him, he's going to hold himself up along with me. That's not going to help him. And he's going to lose. He's, listen, he just he's going to wear down. And that that's all it was. And Tyson Fury eventually... Knocked out Deontay Wilder. Again, amaz- it really was an amazing fight. No one's going to take that away. It, w- it was incredible. But it's the outlier in boxing. You don't get those types of fights. You don't sit there after every single round and stand up and go, oh my goodness, that could have gone out of the way, or what a battle, or these people are throwing down. You don't get that. That is a rarity. That is a that is a that is not a normal thing. So if they say this is an instant classic, it is because that is a rarity. You do not get that in boxing. That's movie type stuff. 
That is a movie type of fight. It was fantastic, and I'm not going to take anything away from it. It was a great fight. It was entertaining as all hell. But now Tyson Fury's put himself in a different class. And Deontay Wilder can hold his head up. He, he can. Sportsmanship aside, I'm not really sure how that went after the fight. But Deontay Wilder should be able to hold himself high because he went 11 rounds with Tyson Fury. And he was swinging. And he was putting on a show. And he was he was doing his best to stay in there. He could have been he could have given up after that third round, after that first knockdown. But he didn't stay in there. But what's next for Tyson Fury? Because the Anthony Joshua fight is clearly done now because Anthony Joshua is just not as good as we thought. Usyk is a, a guy that's up there right now that they're talking about. But really, is he a big name? There's really no one there. And that's disappointing for Tyson Fury. There really is no name. I mean, I would love to. As all MMA guys, we sit there and be like, oh, well, how about Francis Ngannou? Listen, we know. We've seen it already. We saw the, the, the Tyron Woodley. We've seen other MMA fighters go in there. We know that just because you can strike doesn't mean you can box. So let's get that all through our heads. We've realized it. And that's okay. That's okay. It's two different sports. You gotta respect the sport. Respect boxing. There's no reason not to respect boxing. Now, listen. You, they, the boxers coming to the MMA world is a different story. They'll probably get, they're gonna get their ass kicked too. It, it happens. But respect it. Respect the body of work that these guys do. People still love boxing. People still pay pay for boxing. That was a huge event. So good for them. Now, as far as the undercard goes, it was bullshit. Like, no one's going to sit there and watch the prelim fights and the main card and be like, oh, this was a great event. You spent $80 on 11 good rounds of boxing. That's what you spent money on. That was it. It's a lot of money for 11 rounds. You're not going to get that on on a basic pay-per-view. You're just not. You're not going to get most people spending money on that because there's nothing to watch. The 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 events prior were not, the fighting fights prior were not good. They just weren't. And you can complain about the UFC events too, that some of the cards are lackluster at times. Give me an MMA card with nine fights, prelims, nine to 12 fights with prelims, the, the pre-prelims, the main prelims, and then the pay-per-view card. You may not be locked in for six hours, but if you are, you're going to be entertained. It's, it is tough for me to sit back and be like, that was a rough card to watch. They are very rare and few, and especially pay-per-views. And if the pay-per-view itself isn't the best, which it's usually, let's put it this way. When I watch pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views, sometimes I'm a little disappointed with the main event. But usually, something prior to that was a good fight. But the one thing that is consistent on the pay-per-views is the prelims and the main event prelims, or whatever you want to call them. Everything prior to the pay-per-view. The build-up is usually unbelievable. The only time that didn't happen was the first Brooklyn card, which sucked start to finish. Besides the Dustin Poirier, Jim Miller fight, there was nothing to really look forward to. You know, you had some decent fight names on there. You had decent names, but no one lived up to the potential. And it was just a, a boring card. I think everything we went to the decision except for the one... Uh, was it the Jacare? I think Jacare. I'm trying to remember who he beat now. Um, I think Jacare finished with a decision, but that was it. Everything else went to uh, finish with a, a submission, I should say, not decision. But everything else went to the decision. It was te- it was terrible, 
and it wasn't exciting. It wasn't like a back and forth. It wasn't. It wasn't this like oh on on you know pins and needles or on on your toe edge of the seat type of thing. It was more like oh my god, another fight that's taken this long for no reason and no one's got action. It was a bad card. But besides that first Brooklyn card, everything else has been pretty pretty good. As far as you're getting at least two to three solid fights, you'll get some. Guys, you don't know, girl, girls and guys, you don't know, putting on a show, fighting hard, being entertained. And yeah, so so the main event may not be what you want it to be, may not be perfect. Sometimes, listen, again, the DQs, the, you know, something happening that with I poke and something gets ended. Yeah, that sucks. But for the most part, the cards are entertaining as a whole. And you don't get that out of boxing. So if I spend $70 on a UFC fight, I feel good about it at the end of the day. I don't feel like I wasted my money. Boxing, if the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder was not a, a halfway decent fight, that would have been a waste of $80. Let's be serious. That would have been a, a ton of wasted money for no reason. I don't care if you split it with your friends. It just would have been wasted money. But it wasn't because it was a great classic fight that you don't normally get. Uh, speaking of fights that you don't normally get... Um, let's see what's going on. Bellator has a has a card this weekend, Saturday, October sixteenth. Uh, you know, it's up in the air again. I I do my best to try to buy into Bellator. I really do. You got Vadim Nemkov, champion, light heavyweight champion. He's fighting Julius Ag Ag Anglicus. Jesus Christ, Julius Anglicus, something like that. Um, who the hell is he? Like, come on. You're putting no names out there. You're literally putting no names out there. I understand that uh, Anthony, jo- Anthony Johnson, Rumble Johnson, was supposed to fight there, but you got to give me something more than a Julius Anglickass, or however you pronounce his name. Give me the Raider Ryan Bader rematch. He's on the card. You know, it's Bader versus Corey Anderson's the the the, the co-main event. Give me that. Make it something more. Please, like I know Scott Coker tries to do a good job. I can't, I don't want to knock him so much because he's giving another outlet. He pays his fighters better, all that stuff. But you gotta give me something more than you have four cards on your main, four fights in your main event. Vadim Nemkov, the champion, sure. Ryan Bader versus Corey Anderson, okay. Benson Henderson, who's basically completely out of his prime now, versus Brent Primus, a former champ, okay. And then Henry Corrales versus Vladsav Parbrenchenko, who I don't think anybody knows. Like, the fact that I'm on Wikipedia and there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 fights. There are 13 fights on this card. 13 fights on this card. Let me see, repeat it. 13 fights on this card. And I'm going to tell you a number. There's seven. Seven. What is seven, you say? Pete, what is seven? Seven names out of the 13 bouts are highlighted in blue where I can click on their name and have some sort of background on them. That's fucking terrible. That's fucking atrocious. Like, Bellator, sorry, wake up, do better. I don't know what it is if it's if you're just having issues signing talent, but you, you have to do a better job. And you can tell me... To you blue in the face that there's a lot of prospects coming up, but my ass. I'm sorry, they're just not. 
These people are no name. And I'm glad that you're giving them a chance, but nobody's going to buy into it. Nobody's going to care. I don't care. I'll, I'll do my best to watch, but I don't care. UFC has a, 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 an event this weekend. Nine fights. Nine fucking fights. How many of those names are not highlighted that don't have zero background? You can't do a Wikipedia search. Three. Just freaking three. Like, explain to me the difference. Like, I that 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 is so frustrating to me. Bellator is supposed to be the next in line behind UFC, but you have 13 fights and only seven fighters have some sort of a background that you could do a checkup on to figure out and do some research on. Just Wikipedia. I know it's Wikipedia. It's not a lot, but it's something. It's like, okay, let me, let, me do, let me do a quick bio on this person. Let me do a quick, quick bio on Nick Brown. Can't do it. Why? I have no idea because nobody knows who the fuck he is. And then you got this, again, a plain. Oh, sorry. This was last week's card. I apologize. I apologize. I did a bad job. So let me just, let me take that back for a second. Let me take that back for a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven fights. Eleven fights. Eleven fights. So that's my bit. I took they made a mistake. I said nine fights. There were three names that weren't highlighted. Wrong. Eleven fights. Compared to thirteen fights. But how many of those names okay again? Back to my point. How many of these names don't even have a background on them? Out of 11 fights, seven. So less than half of the people on this card don't have any sort of background. Less than half. Meanwhile, Bellator can't even give me half. They can't even give me a whole... Their main event is four fights. That means eight fighters. They can't even give me eight people to, to click on. Like, this just sounds so fucking petty, but it's the reality of it. It's the reality of it. You've got to bring more to the table. You cannot give me something so half-assed as this. You can't come and scramble together. Then don't make the freaking card. Make a bigger card. And have these guys try to figure out your own type of uh, Dana White contender series. Think about that, Scott. Like, think about that. And this is not the shit all over Bellator. This is not the shit all over other promotions that are trying to figure it out. But you've got to find a way to make your fighters more accessible. More noteworthy. You give me a card on Showtime where I want to maybe watch two to three fights. That is old school boxing. That is that is that is what boxing is at right now. But the problem is that they can pay, they can get you to pay a ton of money for that one fight. Whatever reason, I don't know why, because a lot of those fights are crap. But this, I know, is just as crappy. And you might get a good fight out of here, but I would never know about it because I don't want to watch. I got nothing to, I got nothing locked in on right now. I can go through this entire UFC card, and yeah, there's some fighters that I'm just like, ah, I don't know enough, but I'll still give it a watch because it's sandwiched in between some other fights that are like, oh, I know that guy, Brandon Davis. I'll watch him. Nate Landwehr. I'll watch him. I know. I remember him. He's the third fight of the night. He lost to Julian Arosa last time, beat Darren Elkins a couple times ago, lost to Herbert Burns prior to that. Those are his three UFC fights. 
seen him before, three times at least. I remember him. Noteworthy. Even though he's one and two, I still remember him. And that's the third fight of the night. Like at least a sandwich in something. Like so, so that's that's what I'm. Fr- and and the main card isn't even all that good. Aspen Ladd versus Norma Dumont. We're not sitting here going like, "Whoo, that is a money maker." I'm not saying that. But the fact is, you're gonna get more eyeballs on it because it's more interesting. You at least can relate to some of these people, some of these fighters. It's not the same old crap that you keep on running out that nobody knows who the hell it is. You're never going to win it over. Scott, call me up. Let me help you. I mean, they got the PFL World World Series champions coming up soon. October 27th, that's the PFL, right? So, now understand that this is the championship. So, all these fighters have fought. So, you're going to know them. Just going up and down. Kayla Harrison. Clearly, they've been highlighting the hell out of her. So you're going to know her. Ray Cooper the third, Know him. Magomed Magomed Karamov. Know him. Clarissa Shields. Big name. Bruno Capeloza. Not, not, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who that is. Chris Wade's on the card, though. Friend of the show. Antonio Carlos Jr. Former UFC fighter. Omari Akhmadev. Another former UFC fighter, if I'm correct. I believe he is. Unless I just saw him just from... uh... Yeah, no. He just signed on there? Get the shit out of here. That's shocking. I didn't even realize that. He just lost to Brad Tavares uh, on on, uh, July 10th. I didn't realize that he went to to PFL. Good for them. But see what I'm saying? Look at that. I didn't even realize that. Julia Budd's on there. Former Bellator. Don Madge. Caitlin Young. Like, just his names that are like, I at least can like pinpoint where they came from. Bellator, I have no idea where the fuck they come from. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's, just, it's really doing a bad job. Bellator do better. And I know I shit, shit at them all the time. It's just because I expect more. I want more. you got other promotions that are coming up and they're doing a better job than you. You can't look at that promotion and be like, oh my goodness, this is just an, a, a wonderful thing. That, another wonderful card we put together. It's great. I respect all the fighters that are there. I have no idea who you are, though. And that's on Bellator. Bellator's got to do a better job of that. Bellator has has got to make it pressing that you know who these people are. And they just don't do a good job. I'm not sure what it is, but they just don't do a good job. All right, vent over about Bellator because there's no need to. Andre Olovsky's fighting this weekend. This could be, I don't know if he's got a final fight, but that's somebody that, uh, you know, I I love Andre Olovsky. He's been, he's been hanging around the um, the AEW universe, which has been awesome. I love seeing these guys in the AEW. Uh, you know, even though they're not fighting, I mean, not really. Uh, JDS is fighting, but... Jorge Masvidal's doing a finisher. He's doing his flying knee. But you got Paige there. You got Andre Olovsky. You got uh, Dan Martin of uh, not Dan Martin, Dan Lambert, excuse me, of ATT American Top Team. That's there. It's cool to see them there. I'm not really locked into AEW, but I see them every time because everybody that comes up and knows that I'm an MMA guy, it's like, oh, did you see all these guys come out and did did a cool promo? I'm like, yes, I keep on seeing it because it's everywhere, and that's cool. 
It's just another way to build the sport, build their names. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, Jim Miller, who I referenced back from the, the, the awful Brooklyn card is on the fight. Along with Julian Marquez, uh, Jordan Wright, Andrew Sanchez, Bruno Silva are the middleweight, uh, the prelim main event. Danny Roberts, Ameev is also on this fight too. Ameev, Ameev, I feel like he's, who what was the, oh, he lost to Anthony Rocco Martin, that's right. But he beat Zawada, he beat Nicholas Stoltz. Um, I'm trying to remember who else he beat that was really, he beat Sam Alvey, but I think there was one other name that I was really excited about. But yeah, Zawada was a good fight too. It was a split decision. But he's on the card as well. It's just a, you go up and down. You remember these fights. You remember these names. It's just you know. Besides the point, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I don't want to just shit on them. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that that's the cards this weekend. I'll be locked in. I'll give you the picks as always, and um, enjoy the weekend, people. It's a it's an earlier card for UFC, uh, Bellator. Not so much. They're gonna be uh, dragging that one out for quite some time, and then the UFC though. They are, I believe it, the main event is at 7, which is good. But it's a weekend, so I'm not sure what you guys are doing. And you might be playing baseball. Who knows? Prelims start at 4. Main event starts at 7. Or bed by 10, right? All right. Listen, uh, I have hopefully have some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks that are really going to be fun. going to surprise you. I mean, we, we usually book the uh, the normal, typical fighters, which is what I like to do just to talk and get to build new relationships and whatnot. Those are usually fun. But there are some fans of the sport as well that come from different areas. We always talk about that. That's one thing I liked about the show is that I like to bring in fans of the sport who are in other sports or have other backgrounds. So that's what I'm going to try to do. And I have some that are up my sleeve right now, so I'm going to work on those. And hopefully, first one will be next week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for letting me go off on that rant about Bellator just because I always do it, but it needed to happen. And... Uh, Follow me at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN, at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman, Instagram and YouTube, uh, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey. And I will see you guys next week for more of the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 